Hello and welcome. You're listening to Then Again, What Do We Know? A podcast that's all about exploring the human experience from an unofficial point of view. Your hosts are Mer Monson and Brianne Griebel, that's me, and we hope you'll sit back, relax, and just ponder what we're talking about. As we explore new ways of looking at life, we're hoping that you will do the same. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Well, welcome back to yet another episode of Then Again, What Do We Know? Uh, I forgot what podcast um, subtitle I had last week. Something about the podcast where we explore life through a new lens and hope you see something. I sound so professional, don't I, Mer? <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> One of these days I'll get my act together and have that real pro, real smooth intro. Um, but I'm Brianne Griebel. With me, as, as always, is my partner in podcast, Mer Monson. Hello, Mer. Hello. I love saying that, partner in podcast. It's fun. <laughs> it is kind of fun. Um, so this week, we wanted to talk about Things like depression and anxiety. Um, we were, as always, just uh, before we hit record, we kind of talk a little bit about what we wanted to share. And Mer, kind of, you think you're, you think you're in some depression right now, and you thought it would be fun to talk about, which is interesting. <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure "fun" is the right word. <laughs> Nothing feels super fun. Okay, moment, but I did. I just, I mean, it's funny, as many times in my life as I've walked through a space of depression, mm -hmm. it didn't quite occur to me until quite recently that, that I was kind of in that space, that I was in that space. And it's, um, it's familiar, and yet it's different right. to the past. And I just thought, you know what, it might be really something cool, interesting, um, just to explore it with you kind of while I'm in it. Yeah. Well, and it's so incredible. Like it, it's, a, it's really relatable, I think. Um, and you know, I was going to, it sounds like a weird way to say it, but I feel like depression and anxiety and things like that are a hot topic issue. Like currently, like we're talking about it. Like people are talking about it a lot now. Um, whereas, you know, in, even in the relatively recent past, it was kind of something you kept to yourself. Um, you know, you, you put on the happy face or the, you know, I've got my shit together face and go out in the world, but secretly you, you feel like you're whatever, falling apart or, you know, doing it all wrong or whatever. And so I think it's a good time just to talk about it, maybe even through a slightly different lens than most people talk about it, just to throw it out there and you know, see if anything lands for somebody listening. So I think it's perfect timing. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I, I have not wanted to go there just because it is such a hot topic, you know, mm -hmm. but it does occur to me just listening to you that it's kind of, you know, we spent so much time in a world of we don't talk about it and it's behind the door. And it's almost like the pendulum has swung all the way to the other side and right now, like we're wearing it on our shirts right yeah yeah and that's actually that was a little note i had in the back of my brain like i want to talk about that but <laughs> yeah and i you know and i that to me that doesn't feel particularly great either mm -hmm. um but 
but yeah, that's my hope that as, as we dive in together for a few minutes that we can maybe look at it with, um, with fresh eyes from a little different space than it's yeah. getting talked about. Yeah. So my first question for you, um, yeah. is how do you know you're depressed? Oh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Well, and you know, because um, before I hit the record button, I was just sharing with you that, you know, I was thinking about what we might talk about today. And I don't necessarily think I'm in a depression right now, but I was, before we hit record, I was wondering, I'm like, how would I know if I'm depressed? Like, that's a genuine question. It's not like tongue in cheek. Um, Like, how would I know I'm depressed versus sad or versus anything else? Like, so I'm curious, what, what made you go like, oh, maybe I'm depressed? Well, first of all, like when, when I think of the word depressed, it doesn't, it doesn't look like a, a disease that can mm-hmm. come and get you like it used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my mind, depressed is a word to describe being in a, a very low mood most mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether that's for a half a day or a half a year, you know, just that it's just kind of, it's kind of a default place that you tend to settle to mm-hmm. for a while when you're not um, engaged otherwise or distracted. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think so. Uh, and for me, how do I know? Well, <laughs> because, well, here's one of my signs. I'm in a writing class and everything coming out of me is about depression. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, I'm going to write about this again. Is it all morose? Um, and yeah, you know, it's, just, it's like, it's just heavy. It's thick. It's got mm-hmm. a lot of fog in it. It's, um, I, I, I don't have a lot of desire to engage with people, with life, even with my own family, with, with work. Um, and it, and I noticed that I'm still fully able to show up when there's a commitment like this. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, I did a two-hour client session yesterday. I'm able to do those things. And, and that's, that's new for me, knowing that I can do that. But there's just a, there's just a sludge under it. There's a, a weight of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and, when I, and I find that when I'm in a space where there isn't a commitment or an engagement or a distraction, I just, I notice that I'm tending to settle in that space of a thickness and immobility and, and um, just kind of gray glasses, you know, everything looks gray. Mm-hmm. And you said you'd, you'd been through this various times in your life and I can't remember if you said this before or after we hit record, but you said it looks different this time. What, what looks or feels different about it this time versus times in the past? Hmm. Um, what's the best way to describe it? Well, here, here's, here's how I want to describe it. Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? No, it's on my list though. Okay, so... I won't wreck the movie, but at the very end of the movie, there is a a poem on the screen before the credits start, Hmm. which was a little bit of a surprise. Interesting. But um, it kind of points to what I want to say in answer to your question. It's very short. 
it says, and I wish I could attribute the author. I don't have it in front of me, but I'd be happy to post it. Uh, it says, let everything happen to you, beauty and terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. Mm. It kind of reminded me of that old Rumi poem that everybody knows. You know that one about being human as a guest house? I actually uh, can't recall that one. So oh. not everybody. Well, I have it here somewhere. I'll see if I can find it in a minute. Um, but what's different is I know that even though it feels sticky and it has a permanent sniff to it, I, I kind of know that it's not. And I know that not because I actually have moments and spaces of time and even hours of time where I'm completely not depressed at mm -hmm. all. I mean, uh, in particular, on Sunday, I, I had about six or seven hours where through no efforting, through no strategy or technique, I was fully back in myself. It, it was like, oh, here I am. Mm. And I knew I was home. I knew that the fog that I was in a whole bunch of the time right now was completely fine, that it was safe, that it couldn't hurt me, that it wasn't me, that it was passing through me. And, and I knew that I was like 100% golden. I mean, beautiful things were coming out of my mouth in conversations. I had no fear. There was no insecurity. There was no, I mean, it was just this pleasant, effortless, light, full of love presence in me. And then, and then it left and I was back in the fog, you know, but because, because I am, I feel like it's because I, I have a glimpse that it's not the ground I'm standing on, but it's, it's the clouds that are passing through that I'm not quite so stuck to it, even though it seems to be stuck to me at the moment. Now, would you say like in contrast, like in the past, you would have thought that was the ground you were walking on? Like you, like I am depressed, had a whole lot more weight or. Absolutely. And it was, it was a feeling of that the darkness is actually the ground and I'm just awake to the ground of life right now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes mm -hmm. through a lot of efforting, I can feel better or I can do better for a while or I can heal myself or fix myself into a better place, but this is the ground. I'm just awake to it and it sucks. Uh, Do you feel the difference? So in order to yeah, get so like the ground before, was just was nasty and, and they, yeah, but yeah, that was, was just, life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But life was depressing. Right. Right. And I can maybe throw some flowers on the ground and pretty it up for a little bit. <laughs> or, yes. Yes. But there's no getting out. There's no right. getting away. Interesting. Uh, you know, other than through little pockets of light. But now it's a sense of, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not standing on a dark ground trying to grasp for the light. I'm in an infinite field of light, just mesmerized by some shadows at the moment. And, and even, even though those shadows hurt, oh my gosh, they hurt. And it sucks. I don't like it. I haven't mm -hmm. made friends with being depressed. Don't get me wrong, but, <laughs> but, um, 
but I just know I'm okay. I know I'm okay. You know, I, um, what did I write this? Oh no. Um, before we, you and I were doing this podcast, I was about, I was going to do another podcast solo, which I put on pause because I've been enjoying this one so much. Um, but I, I recorded a few episodes that I still haven't done anything with. Um, and I was just riffing on things like this, like, um, and I, you know, I want to, I want to tread lightly because I know when people, uh, people tend to take on the label of, um, I have depression or I'm depressed and they take on, and, and I, the reason I want to bring anxiety into it is because I think they're two sides of the same coin. Um, yeah. Tell me more about that. Well, I want to finish this thought like, yeah, the, yeah, uh, of, yeah, I want to tread lightly because people can make up so much about who they are based on the level of I have anxiety and I have depression and it can seem insulting to, um, to, to talk about this sometimes. Um, they can hear it the wrong way and you know, it can come across as like, Oh, that must be nice for you, but you don't understand. No, I'm really depressed. Like, you know, and, and, and they can say like, you know, I have the chemical imbalance and I, you know, all these things and I went through this trauma and I don't want to take any of that away from somebody. Um, but also if there's enough space around it, anybody who's listening, I, it's just kind of an invitation to maybe try to find a little space around that. And you don't have to, you can turn us, you can turn it off or you can say, screw us to your speaker. or whatever. <laughs> um, but all that to say, to get back to what I was going to say that I was recording an episode and I was just riffing on things like mental illness and, and, and all the other things that we kind of, you know, like you said, you don't think it's disease and, and it just occurred to me while I was recording this episode that, you know what I think mental health is, is just being okay with whatever it is that you're thinking and feeling in any moment. And that's, <laughs> and it's just that simple. Like, and again, like you say, not making friends with it necessarily, not being, you're like, it's totally fine that I have depression. Um, but just like, just as a statement, like I'm feeling depressed, period. Like, and just letting that be like being totally fine with however you think and feel. Yeah, I, I remember the moment I first saw that, Brienne, when it was, it was like, oh, the problem isn't this flow of experience that I'm always having. It's my, it's my narrative about it. It's my response to it. It's my, it's all the crap I'm making up about what it means and what it means about me and what it means about life. Like, that's why I'm suffering so much. And, and yes, when we're in a mean feeling of, of darkness, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. But yeah. <laughs> but it, it's everything we add on to it that doesn't leave any space, that space you're talking about. Yeah, like that just sucks the, like... It makes it something solid when it isn't. Yeah, and you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, like in the moments when I felt like really intense emotion, I get you don't see this. You don't. No, yes, like, right. <laughs> you just don't. Like if anybody listening is in currently this really intense, like I get this you can't really hear this because there is no more, like the air has been sucked out of the room. But, you know, it's, we can survive that stuff. 
I remember, you know, to, to bring in anxiety. Um, I think it was about, it was two Februarys ago. Um, I had this intense, long lasting bout of anxiety, which was, I, I don't remember feeling that way for a very long time. You know, if, if I feel like we have a range of what's acceptable, like, you know, there's this acceptable like line of sadness, but once you get here, now it's depression and it's a problem. Yes, or there's or an if ex- it's past this point in time. Or, right. Or yeah. if it looks like it's for these reasons, it's okay. But if it's for these reasons, it's right. not right. Right. And so same with anxiety. Yes. Yeah. And same with anxiety. Like this amount of stress is totally normal. And, you know, but this amount, well, now you have, you're suffering from anxiety. Like I have no idea where those lines are because we all make them up. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I just remember feeling for weeks on end, I would wake up like really early in the morning, like three, four a.m. sometimes, sometimes two, and just wake up with intense anxiety and toss and turn. And, you know, of course, when you're in that state of mind, like the world was just um, doomed and everything was a ticking time bomb um, from, you know, the, 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 the seat of perspective I was sitting in. And, yeah. um, and there's two things that I noticed that I thought were really interesting. It's that, you know, I would sit there because I usually was getting up around six or seven. So if I was waking up at two or three, I would just sit there for many hours in my bed, just stewing in anxiety, just like tossing and turning and knots in my stomach. And I noticed it's funny that it took me several weeks to notice this. But when I got out of bed and just started going about my day, it would subside. Like, you know, I got up and fixed my tea and, um, you know, would start doing work or whatever I had to do. And it, it didn't disappear, but it was completely, you know, fine. Yeah. And it was really interesting to notice that. And so I thought, well, why don't I just get up and start my day whenever I wake up? So I was, you know, starting my day at 3 a.m., <laughs> getting up, turning all the lights on, making my, you know, pot of tea. And, you know, I was taking a nap in the afternoon because when you start at 3 a.m., your day gets finished by that, noon. Right. <laughs> um, and it would come and go throughout the day, but I noticed the intensity was worse when I woke up. And then I might have a little bout during the day where it got really bad again. And it was really interesting to notice like, oh, it kind of is always there, but the intensity feels like it's varying. And there again, like you were saying, there would be some moments where I just forgot to notice that I was anxious. <laughs> and so in hindsight, I'm like, was I feeling anxious then or not? I forgot to notice. I don't know. I was just, I was thinking about something else and I wasn't thinking about how I was feeling. And I like to notice that is really interesting to really, we, we, we feel, we focus on the feeling of our feelings. <laughs> um, we, we focus on the feeling of our thoughts and emotions um, without kind of looking at them and notice what they're doing. Like, yeah, we, mi- we miss the fluidity. Yeah. The ebbing and then the flowing. And that intense experience was a very big learning moment for me. Like to just look at it, like, look at this anxiety. Let me sit with this shit. And you're right. In those early hours of the morning, no way I could do that. Like it was just all consuming. But when I had a little space, I went, wait a minute, it comes and go. It's better when I get up. Why don't I just get up? Right. It occurred to me to quote unquote, do something about it. Well, and I, I'm hearing a difference in you between, okay, that means I got to get up and just run from it and keep going, 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 doing, doing, doing. And that's not the feeling of what you're describing. The feeling of what you're describing is more when there was space, you noticed something that was just true 
about your experience of it. Yeah. And then something occurred to you to do with that. Yeah. And you're, and you're absolutely right. It wasn't a run from it. But I was like, well, it just, it was, it was logical. It, it, it seemed obvious. Like, oh, if I feel better once I get up, why don't I just get up? <laughs> it, just, it, it wasn't like a trick. That. Yeah, it wasn't a trick or a strategy. And I honestly, I didn't know if it would work. It just one day I was like, well, why don't I just get out of bed when I wake up instead of like stewing in it and marinating in it for several hours. And then it did. And you know, the funny thing is, after about a week of that, I found myself sleeping in later and later and later. Like it wouldn't kick in until later and later and later. Um, and the second thing I noticed, and this I think was, this was a pretty powerful one for me. Um, I was, I was several weeks into this constant feeling and I just, you know, I had so many cry sessions in the middle of the day, just, just feelings of overwhelm and, and, and bawling my eyes out. And, and part of it, actually, I would think most of it in hindsight was feeling like I shouldn't be there. I'm a coach. I help people with feeling at the time I thought my job was to help people feel better at life. <laughs> I see that differently now, but, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I help people deal with these kinds of things and not get overwhelmed by these kinds of things. And um, here I am, I'm in this place and I'm, I, I feel useless and you know, whatever my head was telling me. And, and I, <laughs> again, there was a little pop of space that happened. And it occurred to me that there's no such thing as feeling better. It occurred to me that nothing about this is my fault. Nothing about this experience has anything to do with me. If I could do something about it, of course I would. Like if I knew something different that could do something different, that could make me feel something different, of course I would do that. But I don't know. And it's not in my power to know or feel something that I can't know and feel right this second. And that just made the anxiety fine. It didn't make it go away, but the, the air got let into the room, I guess. That when I saw like, there's not, this isn't my fault. This is just what life feels like sometimes through no fault of our own. And if life is going to give me something to do, so if like, like if life is going to give me an idea or a strategy or a technique or even medicine or herbs or, you know, or just nothing like life does that. And that's not my job. And if it's not my job, why the hell am I worrying about it? <laughs> that's just beautiful. There's something about that space that you're describing that opens up at some point inevitably in any experience of contraction and constriction mm -hmm. that, that makes it, that gives us eyes for the impersonal nature of it. Yeah. That helps us see, like you said, it, it's not about us. It's not our fault. It's not our job. It's not, it's just, one of the flavors of being human that will come and go like all the other flavors at some point. Sometimes I wish it would go sooner rather than later. <laughs> I mean, I don't, Ain't that the truth. I don't fully see that all the way, but, I, but I do love there, there, it is so 
oh, there just isn't a word sweet enough to describe how much it helps to see the impersonal nature of any intense emotion. Yeah. So did you, how, how did you get out of that space? Did you do something to get out? Time passed. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm aware of that happened <laughs> is the time passed. And somewhere along the way, uh, the intense anxiety feeling was no longer there. Yeah, without, without understanding how it works, it's really hard to, to just let that happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, we, it's that, that fear that it won't go unless I make it. Right. It won't go unless I do something. You know, I, I feel like, it, and it may be just a coincidence of the insight. It may be that the insight facilitated something. I don't know. It, but it looks like that once I saw there's no such thing as better, like literally better doesn't exist. Better is a made up concept that we cling to and then beat ourselves over the heads with. Like there's no such thing as better than this exact moment. That doesn't, but there is such thing as change. Like in this exact second, nothing can be better, but it's guaranteed things will change. When I saw that about the anxiety, like, oh, there's no such thing as me feeling better in this exact moment. No, no such thing. I feel like I stopped paying attention to how I felt so much. I stopped paying attention to the anxiety so much. And so I, I stopped, you know, tracking it in my mental log, you know, my mental log of like, oh, this is like the 47th day in a row that I've been feeling so intense. And, you know, maybe this means that I'm broken or this is going to go on forever. Or, you know, like I stopped making like, oh, well, the intensity slowed down in the morning. Like I just stopped keeping track of it. I stopped. And I don't know if that helped or if it's just coincidence and it was just going to do that anyway, but it, it over time just petered out. And, and then one day I just noticed like, Oh, I haven't felt so that intense anxiety in a long time. <laughs> it wasn't so, even a like, ah, it was just like, Oh, it went away. Didn't it? Cause you weren't paying so much, you weren't paying so much attention. So you didn't yeah. notice. Yeah. So, so you, you saw first of all that it wasn't, that you couldn't do anything about it and that there wasn't, there wasn't somewhere better to get to. Yeah. But oh, I also knew that it would change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where, like, if you think like, oh, I can't do anything about this feeling. Like if you don't also know, like, that's okay though. Life will take care of it. <laughs> like it can be even more intense. <laughs> right. Like if you don't also know, like, I can't do anything about this right now, but that doesn't mean it's not going to change. I might even have an idea in five minutes or five days. But, you know, like the idea of like, hey, why don't I just try getting out of bed sooner? Right. Like, like but life feeds us that stuff. It either just feeds us ideas or just takes care of it. And we don't even have to do anything at all. We don't, we don't need ideas. It does that all for us. That's like, it's built in. It does and, all the heavy lifting. Yeah. With every thought and emotion, every single one without exception. I'm, I'm sitting here in the, you know, noticing how awesome it is to see that and how much I still don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, but even, even a glimpse 
can alter our entire relationship with the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I tell a lot of my clients who, you know, they, we start talking about this and, and it can take a long time. And listen, I fall under this trap still too, of like knowing this of like, okay, but how do I do that? Like, how do I get there? How, <laughs> how do I see that all the time? How do I know that all the time? Um, and I mean, currently what I've come to see is that I have, because I've looked in this direction long enough um, and over and over and over again, and noticed the same exact thing happen every single time that when I'm not seeing it, I just give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You get skeptical of yourself, don't you? Yeah. I'm like, you know, I haven't, <laughs> there hasn't been an exception yet. Maybe this will be the one, uh, Yeah, <laughs> but like let I'm, me hang on and see. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm wrong <laughs> that this is the end of the world. Yeah. And there's something yeah. really sweet about, and, you know, I understand, unless you've seen this, that because I can hear myself and I can almost hear Brienne from five years ago hearing Brienne now and going, screw you. <laughs> 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 but there is, you know, because I've been going through a lot with my mom, all kinds of emotions, there's something quite amazing about just feeling them and not being scared to feel them. Even when I'm hating feeling them, I'm not scared to feel them. That's new. That's an interesting little pocket. To hate how I'm feeling, but not be afraid of it. I really love that. The other image that's really strong for me at the moment is the the metaphor of of a dream and waking up from the dream and how when when you're completely in the nightmare you know that's when you want to say screw you mm. <laughs> when you're hearing things like we're saying yeah and and it it's when the only when you're in it and only in it the only thing that makes sense is to try to change it into a better dream And yet the, the space that we keep mentioning is the space in which you can recognize, wake up, realize, oh my gosh, this is a dream. I'm just having a dream. And that beyond it, outside of it, beneath it, all the time, we're right here and fully present and already okay. Now, when you're feeling this depression, do you still have a sense of that? Because you're kind of fresh in it still. Do you still have some awareness or do you feel like you have moments where, you, where this doesn't seem true? Yeah, I, I'm still falling asleep and waking mm -hmm. up. All the time. Absolutely. And, I, and I've had moments when I've thought, none of this is true. <laughs> it's a load of crap. <laughs> I've had many of those. But there's that. And yeah, it, it, it is very sticky. But it, but it never lasts. Mm -hmm. It never keeps its grip. It, it's 
the teeth always loosen at some point. And I go, oh yeah, whatever. I mean, that that's the thing that's so gorgeous to me about truth is that when your eyes are open to it, even just a little bit, everything rests in its proper place and you see I mean, like for like on a, on a personal level, like in the moments where I'm awake and I'm not lost in the nightmare of being depressed, even if it's just for 30 seconds, there's this obviousness of knowing that I'm completely fine, even when I'm completely lost in the nightmare. And it's not something I can really explain. It's just, I know. And, and I mean, <laughs> there have been moments this week where I have woken up and I've literally been laughing at myself. <laughs> but within half an hour, I'm in tears again. Mm. I, it's that fluid for me. Oh, no, this I'm fully aware of that cycle. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but that's how I kind of know which one's real and which one isn't which one's the dream and which one isn't, is that when I'm even just a little bit awake to the bigger picture, to, to truth and to the feeling of just how it works, is it's obvious to me that I'm completely fine and that I don't need to worry. I don't need to worry about falling asleep again or when I'll wake up or if I'll still be okay or if there's anything I need to do about it. Like I see that it's all being taken care of. Like I can see in this moment, even though I might be crying in 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know how many it's, times. It looks really funny to me right now that that's true. <laughs> right? I don't know how many times, my, you know, when I'm in the middle of whatever, um, any of those stickier feelings, like I can't count the number of times. Like while I'm in it, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the feeling will pass. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> but it still freaking sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I think this is the moment before we finish that I should read these couple lines from Rumi. Yes. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Well, there you have it. Mur, it turns out we're not the only ones or the first ones who see this weird stuff. <laughs> that, that's, um, that's cool. <laughs> it's not our, it's not ours. We don't own yep. it. <laughs> no, I don't even, I, we, I don't even remember when Rumi was around. Oh, long, long time long ago. Long time ago. Centuries ago. Yeah. Wow. This isn't new stuff, Mur. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. That means we can't mess it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Thanks. Yeah.
Yeah, I hope uh, anybody listening um, got something out of that. And you know what? If you were listening and you were intrigued for a minute and then pissed off in another, maybe come back to it later. <laughs> if you're still around, you might have left us already. You might have turned us off already. <laughs> Excellent suggestion. <laughs> ah, because then again, what do we know? <laughs> exactly. Nailed it. <laughs> Thanks, Mur. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please do share it. We would really appreciate that. Also, feel free to leave us a comment or review wherever you may be listening to this. We would love to hear from you. You can listen to more episodes and get extra notes at briangrebel.com slash then again. You should also check out Mer's website and learn more about her at mermonson.com. That is it for this episode. Until next time, take care. Take care.